0: Um, hi there, everyone. Um, my is Len Sultana. I run a website called English woman in San Diego, which is about San Diego Comic-Con, comic culture, and all the stuff and nonsense that goes around it. Uh, one of the benefits for running the site is I get the chance to talk to some fascinating comic creators, um, not only of uh, um, pretty, pretty big, panel, uh, pretty big um, publishers, but also of small press, which is why this panel I'm most excited about. Um, because we are in, we were talking about this before everyone showed up, we are in a, a resurgence of small press, of people that feel the need to tell these stories, and to tell them in their own way, and in their own format, and in their own, without the, the kind of, the, the man, uh, looking <laughs> over the top of the as it were. so down the man. Okay. Uh, I think the best thing to do is if we start at the end and work down, and uh, introduce yourself,
1: please. Um, I'm Matilda Dawes, I'm an illustrator, and I'm just starting work on my first few comics. I've got two that others have written and one that I'm writing, developing a, a world comic called Garbage Striders, set in Dystopian Garbage Planet Future, um, and yeah, I, I, kind of, I do commissions and that's kind of my thing. <laughs> cool.
2: I'm Andy Pauly. I'm creator of Galacta Freaks comics, which is a psychedelic, transdimensional adventure featuring uh, subatomic space dudes. It's very emotional and uh, it's really good fun. I've successfully sort of successfully crowdfunded 10 copies of Galacta Freaks. You're one of them, and um, you know I really, as you were saying, really love the resurgent community at the moment in indie comics.
3: Cool. How how do I follow that? Transdimensional...
2: (laughs) I don't even remember the (coughs) name.
3: Transdimensional, psychedelic creatures? Yeah. Okay, I don't have any of those. Um, I'm Matt Hardy. I have a T-shirt with my name on. Um, I'm the owner, head writer of Mad Robot Comics. Um, I work with a selection of artists to produce independent comic books. Um, Our main comics are The Cadavers, series of comics... Uh, the Madhouse series of comics, and our Last Exit, and Murder, Most Mundane Graphic Novels. Uh, We've run six Kickstarters since we started doing this two years ago, um, all of which have been successful. Um, And I still don't have anything that sounds anywhere near as good as
4: (laughs) trans-dimensional intergalactic creatures. Um, My name is Russell Mark Olson. Uh, I draw a webcomic called Gateway City. Um, which I've put out through Saffres Press. I've also worked with um, a poet and an archaeologist named Phil Breach, um, and we do—we're called uh, the Gilded Boar Studios. And it's um, at the moment he's on a Lovecraftian thing, so I'm doing lots of Lovecraftian stuff with him. Um, and um, uh, and I'm putting together a comic with um, Cult Empire up north of the border um, to do uh, a new comic called Lady Hollywood. Um, and then there's all sorts of other little bits and pieces that go on. Um,
2: That's it. Yeah. Okay.
4: Because certainly one thing that I want
0: to touch on a little bit later is how it comes to kind of circumvent. Oh, sorry. Sort of like supplement the uh, the creation of these books and how you can sort of like, at the end of the day the things that you have to do to make sure that you're given the opportunity to make the books that you want to make. But something I wanted to take as a jump off point was a Twitter conversation that I had last night with a reasonably big uh, Marvel editor and he was talking about indie and small press comics and how he felt that um, publishers of small press um, did themselves a disservice by um, producing a small projects instead of leading up to one big project um, and what it then took to kind of market it, at which point a bunch of uh, small press publishers went, wait a second, at the end of the day you've got this about establishing a brand. Do you think that's, how essential is that in actually getting the word out and establishing yourself in terms of uh, a small press publisher?
3: Yeah, you, go on that. Absolutely, you can't, you don't have the finances, you don't have the following, you don't have, most of the time you don't have an artist attached of the pedigree you need for a large scale project it's easy for a Marvel editor to say you should go in big it's simply not possible yeah Um, even though we now have several large scale projects we started with one single comic one writer one artist and you build your following from there um I don't know any other way to do it from a small small. small press point of
0: view no, when it, when it comes to actually putting the small press together... Sorry, you that, like, you <laughs> know, well, it's
1: um, just that I... Because I haven't got to the point where I've made my comic yet. I've, I'm working on it, getting it actually drawn and everything, but I wouldn't start the Kickstarter until I've got a better following. Yeah. So I'm still only around like three and a half, but hundred, that's it. But, <laughs> so but w- would, would you guess. do it there, as like a, a... kind of target <laughs> number? I think if I could get to... At least a thousand followers on one of the social mm. media before starting a kickstarter i think that's a, that's probably a good idea because um otherwise it, I, unless i can convince every single one of my followers mm. <laughs> to uh to be a part of it I, I i think you need a good following before going for it otherwise you could try and then it could be a flop and I don't know if I'd lose motivation from that. I don't think I would, but maybe just, I I think it's good to go in in with everything at the beginning. So you get it all ready, and for at least your first one, if you've got comics lined up and already done, and you can show a a catalog of, oh, I've done all this, and then people can trust that you're going to do it. But if it's your first one, I think you've got to really demonstrate what it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. and get people to excited about it you,
3: know? you can't go in with a 100 200 page graphic novel as much as you may like to as much yeah, as you yeah. may have this massive great exactly, after yeah. you want to do it's simply not possible exactly you know?
1: so like mine it re- initially was going to be a graphic novel but now I'm going to do it as issues and then publish a graphic novel once it's, just, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. Somewhere. No. quite I'll simply
3: it's the, as you say it's, you haven't got the followers and if you haven't got the followers you haven't got the backing or the finances yeah. by the way Crowdster Crowdster yeah, are really good for getting Twitter followers mm. I use it on both my Twitter yeah.
0: accounts. What's it? Crowdster. Crowdster.
3: Crowdster. Crowdster. Yeah. Crowdster. 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 S- Crowd, S-T-E-R, Crowdster. It's a, it's a, it's a mailing, mailing tool that they offer a free introductory period, which you can use for a week, and they will go out and find people on Twitter who have the same interests as you, which basically will be comics and graphic yeah. novels, Absolutely. and they, they will follow them for yeah. you. And yeah. then and then, if the per- people are interested, they follow you back, yeah. and it's a good way of building your Twitter base. Yeah.
0: When it comes to establishing a brand, I mean, you are talking about uh, uh, kind of getting something created, so to kind of put something forward to a potential backer, yeah. um, is it a case of that first project that you put out to complete, because at least then you can convince them that there's going to be a, a definite project. So, you're kind of like on a hiding to the thing for that first project to be well. Does that make sense?
2: I think so. I think um, your first project is going to be modest. I think you've got to, you know, I've done 10 floppies in a row now, okay, and I'm ready to, which has taken me three years. Uh, they've all been successful. I did have, before that, I had an unsuccessful Kickstarter with a, a non comic project. Um, but over those three years, it's people's trust in you expands exponentially and of course as they get to see you if you set a modest target you can then go on to do you know exciting stretch goals of stickers and transfers and all this which really motivates your your fan base your solid fan base and I would say 10% of my backers I would call like super backers you know people that have been with me from the beginning people that are really motivated uh that will be agents of um sharing on on Facebook and on social media And they do my job for me fantastically. And, you know, the reward of that, of course, is that they get cool stuff in return.
0: Yeah. You know,
2: Um, it's quite interesting. I've just moved through to a sort of new chapter of sort of my project where I'm starting to supplement Kickstarters and produce work through Patreon as well. So I've only just started this month. And that's suddenly another step up and another set of problems to get people on board with. You know, so, you know, it's it's a constant build-up. Constant build-up until, you know, hopefully now I've got, as you were saying, I've got enough percentage. It's a numbers game. Everything is a numbers game. If your mailing list is so large, you will know that, I don't know, 15%, 20% of your mailing list will click through to the link you're sending of them. Out of that 20%, maybe, you know, 10% of them will read through your Kickstarter and then out of that, maybe 5% of them will actually pledge. And, you know, 1% of them will pledge for something that's you know, substantial. So, you know, it it really is a numbers game convincing them.
4: I did just want to add one thing though. The first Kickstarter that I did with my buddy Phil, um, we did it really naively. We kind of went in without really building up much before we did it. And, um, (coughs) and although it was the biggest hustle I've ever had to do in my life, (laughs) I'm glad we did it that way. Um, Because there is, and I, I, I know I'm guilty of this myself, but I think a lot of creatives are, is, um, it's called gate-watching, it's sort of watching the gate and you're constantly saying, oh, am I, am I ready to step out of the gate yet, yeah. or am I? Yeah. And, and sometimes you do just have to. Yeah. And we, we did, we got lucky, we, we managed to either just get people who were sort of um, regular kickstarters or people who were in the sphere who are just natural networkers, to, to, who, who instinctively yeah. or gave us a hand because they were leaving the project and it did, it did go through. Um, but I think we, we could have easily sat on it for another couple of years if we, if we waited for a goalpost that we were probably going to move mm-hmm. again, and again and again. So there is a bit of it. You just, if you believe in the project, um, there comes you have to say, at least I've just got to take a leap. I've got to try.
0: You're all, sounding, you're, you're all talking at the moment very much of uh, marketing uh, your work very much in the virtual space. Mm-hmm. Um, as somebody who is into con culture and going into Comic Cons. How essential is actually getting um, a table at something like Meanwhile to get, I mean, how much return do you get off, uh, go
1: on? That's how you get your followers maybe. Yeah, I think I've got most of my followers from conventions and I only started in February. So it's, um, with each con I get a little bit more. And then on top of that, you get feedback about your work. You get an idea of Mm. what people like, which angle, because I've got a few different styles, many different subject matter, and it just it's nice to see the reactions, the feedback, and hearing what people like about it, or what they want to see more of, or what they want you to draw. I've had people say, you need to draw this, you know? Um, I think the reason why I brought
0: it up is because con culture at the moment, it's kind of in a state of flux, in that it's kind of more a case of a crowd showing up to kind of enjoy the crowd experience, as it were, and then there's this line, and on the... Line. It's the table, and it's on the other side of the table. It's almost like a, it's almost become a secondary thing at conventions. Is that a struggle? Is that something that yeah. you have to pick and choose your moments and pick and choose the conventions you go to? Which would how do you, how do you choose that?
3: I'm actually at the point now where I'm. I've done 10, 12 conventions this year. Yeah. So pretty much all the big ones: London Film and Comic Con, then a Super Con. Thought Bubble, the MCMs, and lots of little ones as well. I'm at the point now where I'm tempted to concentrate solely yeah. on little ones like this. Yeah. Because there's almost a saturation in the market of the big ones. Yeah. yeah, Lots of competition. More of a move, especially in the bigger cons, towards the film and TV and the geek side yeah. of it. Yeah. I mean, you. everyone says these days, comic cons are not about comics. And yeah. that is becoming... Yeah, becoming yeah. less and less of a thing. You, you can can't carry what? your purse when you're dressed as a dog.
1: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's where I was then going to go into it, because even the conventions are starting to recognise that, and uh, MCM with their Comic, comic Village Works, Yeah, they yeah. are really kind of yeah. pushing... They have recognised that their Comic-Con does yeah. have to comics comic villages yeah. as a model works they're, they're really, really, really well working, yeah. Com- um, MCM is one of
3: the few that I would consider doing next year at the larger cons mm-hmm. saying that those smaller cons like this I think still very much about comics Yeah, um, sure. we've done very well here today it's been a very enjoyable con we've met lots of people who are interested in the books mm. not just Getting a signature from a famous artist or a famous film star or anything like that, they've come to look at what we've got in front sure. of us. So I'm looking, yeah, to move maybe more towards the smaller cons. Yeah. Well, is there lots of um,
0: kind of like the small incidental stuff, the, like the little postcards and badges, which are in, sort of allow you to sort of like well, fund I, what you do?
2: I give them away. Really? Yeah, I give them away. Con- uh, stickers and posters you buy one of my comics you get a free sticker. But your stuff is it's so visual though, yeah. and yeah. so
3: colourful that it works that way. And that's that where well, the yeah. benefit
2: of coming to something like this is, is because in fact I've changed my marketing dramatically since coming to things like Meanwhile or Melksham or uh, any of the other smaller ones because getting young kids up to my uh, table and looking through my comics and being so motivated and buzzing by looking at these pictures and you know being able to manipulate their parents to spend some money on it is incredible. And it's such a buzz. And so, you know, I don't think it's changed the the content of my work, but sure. it certainly, you know, made me very aware of how I'm pushing it. Because it is all ages. But, um... Also, though practically, you know, today it's a very small, well, not very small, but it's, you know, it's a modest convention. I've managed to, you know, collect maybe 50, 60 emails to this today, which is, you know, fantastic. Which yeah. it's a massive jump for me, and just, you know, having fun as well. Yeah. So, you
4: mm-hmm. guys, I was, was going to say that's it. I mean, the the cons i so far, um, they haven't been about making money. It's just when you're about all the different expenses of, of printing the books and getting the promotional material and, and hiring the table, like at this stage it's not about making money, it's about the networking, it's about making contacts and getting people to, to come and revisit um, and that's what it's about. And it's the networking as well. I mean the, the the job with Cult Empire I got was from going to a con and somebody who had done a book for them said, ooh I think they would like your stuff and it was, it was shared. Um, I think that's, it's a, it's, you can't It's uh, it's, a, what do you want to call it? It's an industry, um, or it's like any convention. They're they're for meeting and greeting and sharing information like this, or um, sharing contact details, or sharing experiences
3: it is there's no one else in the independent small press community who are going to help us more than ourselves yeah, 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 yeah. and that's why as you say we do these conventions mm-hmm. we get to meet up we get to compare notes and yeah we get work out
0: of it yeah. as well so do you, i mean there's uh, something that started up this year last year the small press day is that something that you uh, have embraced is that, yeah. or is that something that is very kind of Yet to kind of really grab uh, people's
2: attention. I did. I did small, I've done small press the last two years with uh, Mike Garney yeah. Kill Screen. Okay, uh, he's based down near me, and we do ours, Frog Brothers Comics, in, Bo- in Boscombe in Bournemouth. Uh, we have a great day, you know. So um, we set up shop. We you know make a little bit awesome? of money. It's Frog Brothers Comics in Boscombe. Okay, cool. Well, you know, it's, it's great to go and see Kieran there. It's a lovely comic shop. It's yeah. really, really nice.
3: That, that's a very good point. Having a very friendly, supportive yeah. comic book shop yeah. 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 is incredibly useful. Cool. Yeah,
2: it's, it's great, isn't it? We don't make a killing, but it's nice to represent in the local community. It's a chance to either make some sales or hand out some flyers. You know, it's another focal point. And as you were saying before we went on camera, that the fact that that exists now mm. is a big indicator of the sort of resurgence in the comics at the moment, yeah.
0: I think. Well, it's something that I was going to lead on to uh, in terms of this, sort of like the second wave, well, second, this resurgence, yeah. we'll use that word, of, uh, of small press. Um, purely because, uh, for myself, I'm reminded of the uh, Bill Hicks quote, um, when he's talking about uh, how um, people get into stand-up comics, uh, sorry, stand-up comedy with the intention of leapfrogging to bigger titles, uh, mainstream, etc. Whereas for Bill Hicks, no. The stand-up was the goal. Oh, is cool. It wasn't yeah. a leapfrog into something else. Do you see small press as something self-contained, or do you see it as something that is a kind of calling card to... I don't know. I think everybody comes. It
1: probably depends how much that leapfrog would... Ask you to sacrifice because personally, if I was told, oh, but you can't do this and you can't do that, and we're going to take I'm like 80% of your earnings, or we're going to change all these aspects, it's like no, 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 no. You, like, that's the if, reason why you got into it. That's the yeah, reason why you do it. You, you are doing this sort of thing to create what you have in your mind, to communicate ideas to people, and see what their reaction is. So that's. You, you want to do certain projects so you do it this way. Otherwise you'd be working for a company. But
3: but if that company came to you and they said we love your idea, we love your concept, we will finance it, you'd take that, surely. You you take yeah, that take you, that and run with it. In
1: that sense like leapfrogging could definitely be something to yeah. if you like well if there are no downsides then
0: Sorry, I'm offering you the Eden. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if I had
2: Nickelodeon and Cartoon
3: Network engaged in a bidding war
0: yes, you for Galaxifrinks, <laughs> I
2: wouldn't say, say, no, I'm an artist.
3: You wouldn't yeah. step yeah? back and say, yeah, this is my integrity. Yeah, yeah. You, you'd go give me the I money. Can't feed I, there aren't many, are many Bill Watterson's around. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I'm in it to write comics. Yeah. yeah. That's end of the day, I want to, on that moment where I've set my script off, Art comes back, I'm like, wow, that is my ideas, visualised on a piece of paper. I'm happy to do it for myself, working for myself, forever. Mm. But if, yeah, someone was to come and say, we will finance that project without too much interference, and they, yeah. they wanted to realise the vision, then yeah, I can't see anyone really saying No.
0: I think it's interesting that in small press, the only people that really have that influence on your end product and indeed the evolution of your work is the audience itself. How much influence do you have or has the audience had on what you've done in terms of... At the end of the day, they are financing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. How much sway have they had? I mean, obviously this (laughs) this (laughs) this kind of... What
2: do you think? Um, yeah, that's interesting. Because that goes back to what I was saying earlier about meeting, meeting an audience at a convention like this. Um, and I'm going to completely uh, contradict myself because I said um, it doesn't influence my style, but it probably has. You know, I think if you look through the, the history of Galaxy Freaks, so the last 10 comics, the first two or three were pretty far out psychedelic weirdness. Like, you know, and that as they've developed, perhaps my ability to spin a narrative has improved as well. But, you know, it's a lot more accessible, I think. you know. Sure. So perhaps that's something that has... Maybe it's through experience and also through audience participation has changed the the outcomes of my work. I would also say I enjoy di- I do enjoy dialogue with my my followers, so whether that's on Instagram or Twitter or now on Patreon, as so well, they have a chance to. So once a month I give out a free Which paper toy. Which do you pay
0: attention more to? Yeah, I think Which so. Which ones do
2: you pay attention oh, more to? Um, oh, yeah. well, well, I've only just started Patreon, you know, but um, I'm... Go- You can use polls on that. Okay? So you could at the moment I'm gonna give out one free paper toy, I make cut up paper toys, sort of paper engineering. And so they'll one a month. So I'll run a poll. Which one do you wanna see this month? And so they can choose and I'll do that. Um, you know, I could do some sort of I don't know, I'm sort of fight and fantasy in reverse, couldn't I, where I draw a page and say, you know, what's going to happen now and give them three choices and, and then... I don't know if I want to give the, the audience that much of a choice. Well, probably not, <laughs> but, you know, but that would be... That's, you know, that's the possibilities. Like very, very that's the possibilities of what you, you have, you know, online. I, th- I think you do a you
3: wonderful know. job of social media. Of, of most of the people I know who work on social media, you do a lot of social media work, yeah. and I'm always seeing your stuff. And visually, it's very striking mm. as well. So, but you must put so much work into it. I, it's I, I do a promotion. A lot, you promotion. Mean. Yeah. I do a lot of social media, and it's exhausting sometimes. It's just so much. Yeah, it, it certainly is.
2: But also, you know, we're yeah, in the hairline. P- it doesn't.
0: It doesn't, crazy. does it? No. <laughs> you know, I think. Don't know what you meant. It's
2: it's it's going back to this this gate scenario. It's very easy to be productive. You know, to produce work, and you might be producing fantastic work, and if you've got an audience that's saying, yes, I love that, you get that gratification. Yeah. But uh, you know, I've got a body of work now, I suppose. I've got enough body of work where I can give some comics out free if you sure. sign up to my website, so that's good. Uh, I've got a body of work that I can sell online, that I can sell at conventions, and I can kickstart. So you know, I've got to be responsible enough now mm-hmm. to stop creating as productively as I was and start changing my percentage to being promotion. Because it's so impossible to one get your stuff in front of somebody, sure. two get them to be interested, and you know that, that series of that funnel, that sales funnel, oh, crikey, what, what a capitalist. That sales funnel is so
4: difficult. You bring out spreadsheet now. I'm going to have come up no, it. <laughs> it's true. I and mean, I, I don't know about the rest of you, but I have a day job as well. Well, yeah. And so it's it's managing how many projects can I realistically fit in with yeah. realistic deadlines. Do the day job, come home, take care of you know. I've got a, a bathroom that needs work. I've got floors that need probably replacing. No, that doesn't matter, does it? You know,
3: um, I get organs. more of more my best ideas when I'm doing housework or when I'm doing DIY. <laughs> yeah. it, it's good though. You need something else in your yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, do. To separate yourself from the common yeah. work, yeah. and if, it's it's encouraging if to if do you know, something. The reason like repetitive strain injury. <laughs> It's diff- yeah. different for an artist because, yeah, you have to physically as well put the time into the work. So that's the same for a writer. I have to sit so, down and write yeah. Yeah, the do you, stuff yeah. down eventually.
0: I have to sit there and actually type it
3: out. At the same out.
1: time, um, like, I, I tried doing the day job to begin with and because I needed money, I needed more and, so I started out trying to do that and work, and it just didn't happen. I couldn't, because it takes me a long time to do my work. I couldn't sit down and get into it. It takes me about an hour to settle down and just yeah. properly Stop start. Yeah. <laughs> okay. F- figure cl- out cl- something cl- for the background I, that's not going to.
4: Glass of wine. <laughs> yeah. My, <laughs> wine, I, I, just, wine. I had to eventually just come down. I've got to kill my shibboleths. i, I just <laughs> got to just crack into it. Yeah, I basically,
1: I, I managed to save up um, two months rent over a year. <laughs> but that's a long it took. So I managed to save up a couple of months' rent, and um, and then once I've done that, I just thought, "Fucker, you're talking about the the gate." I, I just so you poured, I you poured yourself and into it. For just a had to kind of clamber to get everything together, and thought, if "I just have to go for it." Because if I don't now, I'm going to get stuck doing catering agency job for the well rest done. of my life. It's so what you have to do. Yeah. You have to
3: literally put it all aside so, and focus yeah. at least for a short period of time. Exactly. And then once it's established then you can
0: get the work-life balance yeah.
3: going. so I'm,
1: I'm still in that kind of winging it fra- phase, but, you know, it's, it's kind of working, you know, pet portraits and yeah. things are getting me by. So well, <laughs> what,
0: I'm going to go down the line. What was the best piece of advice you've had to date about getting your work out? Again, um, okay, not just getting the work out, but getting the work done. What was the best piece of advice you've had? Uh,
1: <laughs> i got to think for a second. Sorry, I know, I'll just <laughs> put Each and every <laughs> okay. one of you, under the bus now. Okay. Um... I think the just kind of going for it thing, the just book a table and deal with the stock afterwards because um, definitely I just went for conventions straight away because everything else was too difficult, you can't put it in, you, you need to see people face to face, get reactions gauging, so I just booked a table, I didn't really know how much was the average, whether I was overpaying, mm-hmm. whether it was a good convention, I didn't know. I just started How, how was that first one? How did it... The, the first one, well the first one I booked, I got to after a few that I did before, but the first one I booked went pretty well in the end, but yeah. it was, it's EmCon, um, and it, it was good, but next time I'm gonna be in the trader floor, so I'm learning mm-hmm. in that sense, yeah, so yeah. I, wasn't, I wasn't in the artist area, but, because um, they'd run out of tables, but it worked in the sense they channeled everyone past my table so that's great and I did break even and actually the best piece of advice is only aim to break even in your first year of doing cons okay. because then you don't you don't beat yourself up about not making a profit or anything yeah. if you can just break even and then feed any profit back in then that's what's going to carry you to doing the things you want to do that's what's going to get me where I want to go and be able to do this full time because I, I don't really want to do a standard no. nine to five. It doesn't no. suit me to yeah. you know two, two weeks holiday a year. No thanks. Okay. I don't want to be able Best to travel. Advice you, you got.
2: In the words of Ned's atomic dustbin, kill your television. Okay? <laughs> uh, I don't watch TV. I don't consume much at all. I create, all right? Is the big thing. Second one yeah. is don't get distracted by merchandise. All right? I spent a long time Learning how to screen print. I right? spent quite a bit of cash on it. All right, waste of time. Um, I've got some very nice badges and things like that, which are very nice, but don't make any money. T-shirts and things like that until you really know what you're doing. So you're really getting things under your belt. People, no one's going to buy your T-shirt if they haven't bought your comic first. Okay. You know, so concentrate on your comics. Fair okay.
0: enough. Best piece of advice you ever got.
3: Uh, this is probably from a writer perspective, but the best piece of advice that I've been given and probably can give is trust your artist. Um, it's a collaborative medium, um, especially if you're starting out, you may have a perfect script in your mind, you may have a perfect idea in your mind, that will change. It's a collaborative medium. What you give to an artist, artists may throw something completely different back, trust their instincts. They know what they're doing. How
0: um, do you find your artist? Second? How did you find your artist?
3: He was the best man at my wedding. Oh, that was great. Which was really, no, yeah, the, the first... Just showed up. Okay, he was, he was my friend, an artist, and then the best. No, he was a friend. I mean, that's how it, it works in many, many yeah. ways. If you're fortunate enough to have a friend who's an artist, now, um, I find them through social, network, uh, social networks, <coughs> comic cons, I have lots of different artists, but the initial person who I made my first comic with was a friend, and I said, fancy doing a comic? And he went, yeah, I'd love to do a comic. And literally and we're both learning and I let him guide me as much as I guided him. The other bit of advice is get something out there. Um, I know so many people have these 80 issue mega arcs in their mind, these great tapestries and they all tell me it's the best comic ever written, it's the best saga ever written. I'm like, no it's not. How can you say that? Because it doesn't exist. You haven't actually written it. You haven't actually got it published. You haven't actually got any art done for it. Until you actually get it out into people's hands, you don't know, it might, be, it might be amazing. It might be dreadful. Get it done. Get something out there. If it is bad, you can learn from that mistake. At least, As everyone else was saying earlier, as you said, the gateway thing, um, at least get something moving. Sorry, that's... It's very very serious, sir. Uh, it was. Uh, sorry, I'm fatherly, fatherly, really fatherly, say. Really fatherly, are preaching. Perfectly in the mind. Yeah, you sir. Like juggling.
4: No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, Well, you know, actually, juggling isn't bad. Um, in as as juggling is really hard. Um, <laughs> but but with most things, failure is an important part of success. Uh, juggling is really great. You have to drop the balls about hundred times before you make that first connection. Um, but those failures, although it's the ball dropping, it's you learning about the physics of gravity and how high I'm to throw something, how heavy it is, how it's going to fall, where it's going to fall, is it going to spin, where does this hand have to be? All of those mechanics are so important. And as you say you can't learn those mechanics until you're doing it. Yeah. You just have to do it. So, you know, put, figure out a way to make your own self-confidence your own personal self-confidence, not the comfort you gain for the people, as protected and secure as you can to say, actually, these failures that I'm going to be doing are really important. And to learn to embrace the failures um, and keep a record of it, keep a record, everything you do, don't throw anything away because you might have an idea that you had back when you couldn't draw for shit that actually, you, you turned out something all right and you might be able to use some of that later. Um, so yeah, don't ever, self-doubt, get rid of it. Failure is a good thing. Uh, something I wanted to. Well, like
0: it.
2: I've got one, one little tip. So one small. There's a really good resource online called ComicsLaunch.com. All right. Definitely, absolutely fantastic by Tyler James, who I think I've elevated my game dramatically by being involved with him personally on a few projects, but also just listening to his podcast, Comic Launch. It's on about I don't know about 150 or something now. But go right <laughs> back to the beginning. Comics Launch was about kickstarting comics. He starts right. Go back to like you know podcast number one. Put it on whilst you're pencil squeezing and just listen and take it all in because he really taught sense.
3: It's comics for the next, isn't it? Comics, comics. comics. Yeah. comics for the next. Yeah.
0: Sorry. Yeah. Correction. Yeah. Um, something that I wanted to talk about is the aesthetics of small press in terms of that feeling of DIY nature, but. That almost is an appealing concept for people who are approaching small press. Do you, how smooth do you need to get your stuff in terms of... Uh, how polished do you need to make it? Or can it literally feel like two, three, eight, four sheets of paper that are folded uh, do, do you know what I mean? That, that yeah, kind of, I know that, what you mean. That DIY... sort
2: of sniffing glue sort of yeah. thing. i there's the pros and cons yeah. to both.
3: I'd say there's uh, definitely pros and cons to both stuff i produce Mm. looks pretty slick yeah we try to fit it into the american standard comic format yeah that type of market that sells well on the other hand some people don't want that they want it to look not amateurish but they want it to look like you've done it that's a better way like you've done it yourself like you're not trying to ape someone else's style yeah that you have a vision and that vision is For example, this gentleman's comics are beautiful. They have his own style, um, their own design. But they are. And and I bought his first issue because it stood out for me on the racks. And I'm afraid to say it stood out for me on the racks more than my own book did. So I'm looking to to rebrand some of our (laughs) books. Some people like the professional look. Yeah. Some people expect you to be more true to your amateur roots and have all that amateur looking product. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I think
2: if you're dealing with crowdfunding, the whole idea of crowdfunding is that you're sort of, you know, being given the chance to produce something. And I think if people are investing in you, I think you've got for me personally, I think you've got a responsibility to produce a good quality product though, yeah you know? for my own style for my own work I think it needs to be like that anyway because because of the high octane, high color there are eight colors in my palette that you know not seven though. it needs to it needs to have that gloss finish for it to really work for the artwork to yeah. work so. yeah. well that's yeah.
4: that's the thing that, you know with Kickstarter now, with it being so or crowdfunding in general just being the, the norm there are now so many different smaller companies who have learned that they can produce something that looks just as good as the mm-hmm. stuff that's being produced sure. by the big companies. Um, and so everybody who is involved in car funding, more or less, is now used to getting something back mm-hmm. that looks as professional as something that they could get if they went to you know a comic shop or Waterstones or wherever. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, you know, we I've, I've got a bunch of friends uh, enforcement and we sit and we drink beers about once a month and we draw the comics that we'd never be able to get away with doing in the <laughs> almost to the point that we draw them with our wrong hand Uh, and we're you know we're coming up with ideas on the fly and we're shouting jokes and we do that because there is something lovely about that kind of that Xeroxed comic and because we are we saw this yeah when we did you know when we were in high school that's what we did we did those comics and so we still kind of have a there's a nostalgia and a love for them and you know when we make those we just give them away for free because that's what they're for Um, and there is a there is a market for it and it and and some people do appreciate kind of that indie underground feel to it. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, and and you you know, but and sometimes you can come up with some really interesting ideas from a little throwaway one-page joke about a called for a piss. Um, I'm not try <laughs>
2: Could you say that the underground still exists? I don't know if it does. I, I have don't know. no idea. I don't sk- sk- you, sk- sk- you know, sk- that's Because the underground was, you know, you'd buy. You'd go to a CD fair or something, yeah. you know, or you yeah. would go to a gig, and or you would send off a postal order, you know, to some guy. Do you remember? Uh, this is going to date me a little bit. Uh, Russell Saga of a Peaceful Man. This was perhaps it's so niche. It was, it was a it was a nineties head comic, mm-hmm. okay, uh, that I used to subscribe to. I used to get a, newslet- a physical newsletter, these are my comics I've drawn about some hippie called Russell, and I'll t- have to get a postal order and send it off, so, you know. which was the same for buying comics from Fantagraphics before
0: the internet. You know? mm. Mm. Yes. yes. something to, used to <laughs> <have from a laughs> post office. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes. I mean, if any of those still exist. In terms of aesthetics for comics, what I've learned so far, because I am quite new to it, I, I feel like the illustration stuff can kind of be Anything, as long as the actual product is produced in a reasonable quality. Mm-hmm. So as long as it's not like A4 stapled in the middle, folded over, and that's it. If it's like professionally folded and stapled, then it's okay. <laughs> I, I
0: I follow the guys on uh, Twitter, and I hear a lot of people talk to them. What's comics printing? you pay like for that Richard rich, oh, yeah. rich yeah, he's great. rich yes well, I, Richard, <laughs> <Richard's> <laughs>
3: everyone great. uses rich yeah. Yeah. if you were to go out there now and look at the stuff on display i'd say 80 to 90% of stuff out there is through rich yeah. if he killed over and died tomorrow comic <laughs> printing UK <laughs> www.comicprintinguk It's also
0: very
4: possibly one of the best Twitter feeds going. He so please, please. He's, he's a so funny so guy so How he hasn't written a comic yet himself I, know, I have no idea I, and I, that I comic met him to say that. Um, yes.
0: We are into the final couple of minutes and I do want to, have to open it up, I should have done this earlier I'm sorry, but if there's any questions that you have
3: This might sound really vague but um, for you, as know, writers and artists, like when um, I mean, you tell stories, but what, uh, what drives you to tell those stories? Like, why do you want to share it with the world? Like, is it in your comics primarily like aesthetic? You more interested in the drawing, or is it a,
0: a particular message you want to send? If I, I don't are you waking the... up at two o'clock in the morning with sweat? Yeah. Bits? <laughs>
3: if I don't tell the stories, I will go insane,
0: yeah. or I will yeah.
3: drink too much and then go insane. I think it's the same with everyone. You have, you have an idea that burns inside of you. And sometimes you want to share it with the world. Sometimes you just want to get it down on paper. Sometimes yeah. just for you.
4: So, yeah, madness. I'm I can't stop reading newspapers. <laughs> and, um, you know, the world, there's a lot going on in the world right now. Um, and uh, you've got to figure out a way to handle it. You've got to figure out a way to cope with it. For me, it's, it's to write it. And I do it in a very... I try not to be in your face about it, but it, it seeps through, and it's it's a coping
1: mechanism. Yeah. The, the the graphic novel that will hopefully be coming out next year... I keep saying graphic novel, it's a comic now. <laughs> but, um, the one that I'm working on is uh, based on a dystopian... Well, set in a dystopian future, environmental crisis, garbage planet of the Earth. And it was a way of me kind of summarizing all of my concerns about the environment right now. But I don't want it to like I was trying to figure out a way to You don't want to preach when you I didn't yeah, want to throw people's faces, especially when so it starts. The like really yeah. best way to do that
3: videos. is story first. is yeah. the most well, important exactly, thing. So and think... then your your feelings and about the subject will well, seep into the story. It's
1: basically just the setting. So my feelings about it are gonna be um, done through humour and also um, I'm gonna come up with a rough timeline that will build with certain events and they will be quite extreme and mad, but it, it's basically, I made it the backdrop to a story, because I didn't want people yeah. to be like, oh, this is so depressing, you know, or to just look away, because yeah. that's everyone's instinct. Instead, it's become the backdrop, but the story follows the characters being mad, bad, and rude, and it's meant to be a funny story. So yeah. <laughs> that it, I wanted to write something funny, cause
3: when that, are you publishing this? It
1: Thanks. sounds
3: really, really interesting. When are you publishing it? it's least
1: the Kickstarter next year and a few, you know, t- previews. Bring years. it, bring it forward. Bring I forward. I was going to ask wow. if there's <laughs> any more questions, <laughs> but the last thing
0: I'm going to do is kind of get everyone to say where they can find uh, the project. But do uh, I have a question? I've got two questions. Though. Go for it. Um, the first one I've got is kind of like uh, you said before about getting the story out there. I've got a story I've sort of built up. Over the years, and like I used to write, have um, my ex write it. But since things had happened, I put the story under a rock. and forgot about it. But I love the story so much, and it's like, do I make it or do I just leave it there? Because I put so much effort into like little bits, like oh this character does this, and oh there's like a big. Of stuff. If you if you're still yeah. touching on it on a on scrap so, so like, of like, paper, you know, then obviously. Cool. Yeah. <coughs> it still oh, it's go for it. Yeah. Well, yeah. you
1: don't
2: know. It's do better to regret something you have done and something you haven't. I
1: mean, something that will actually <coughs> nice get started is if I, I don't know if you draw yourself or if yeah, I'm the artist. Perfect. So I, I think just start with some concepts. You know, start with concept of the environments of the characters and try drawing them in different situations I mean, and just see what people think of them. I've done
0: like I drew two pages and I liked doing it, but it was sort of like because there was so much to it that like
3: linked with some sort of bits and memories and sort of like, oh, do I continue with it or
1: do I just... Do, do you think about
3: it often? Sometimes, yeah. I mean, I'm doing then,
0: something new. Then you, need, then, then you need to do it. it.
1: <laughs> if anything, if anything, if anything you do me, it. I think it'd be cathartic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, if there are bits that bother you, you can always change them. It doesn't yeah. have to stay the same. If you think, you know, what? Every time I look at this bit, I don't feel good. Change or, it. Or, or
3: collaborate yeah. with someone. Yeah. Yeah. Take take the project to someone. Work with them, and they will take it maybe in a different direction or help you develop it. Don't have to take it all on yourself. Yeah. yeah. I think, cool. Yeah. The other question I have is um, I've got
0: like an old student art account I've had from years from like 2000 many watches, but I want to do a new one because I feel like some of the watches might be inactive or they
2: only follow me for some things. I'm thinking, do I start a new one with just original stuff or carry on with this old one? Carry on your old one. Carry on your old one and do something that will make your previous watches decide to stay with you or go. Okay, so give them an offer where you'll say something. If you've got some piece of work, maybe a six-page comic, if you're enjoying my work, follow this link, yeah. give me your email, and you can download this comic.
4: Yeah. And then so, you will sort the wheat from the chaff. If weave it all together as much as you can. The more disparate places you have to go, the harder it is yeah. to juggle all those different I just
0: followers.
4: I well, no, if they're annoyed, they unsubscribe. <laughs> yeah. yes. I mean, as, 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 as somebody
0: who spins <laughs> new <laughs> social medias on well, the like, site, totally uh, equate to that one. But... Uh, um, it'll have to be really quickly because I've got a cosplay competition. Going Catch on. us go, downstairs. Go go, go 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 go.
1: Oh no, I was
3: literally just going to ask. So, do you think conventions are the best way to, as, as an artist, network with potential publishers, potential writers, or how else would you
0: suggest? Drinking drawers, Do they? Do you have drinking drawers on this night? That's yeah. not so good. <laughs> yeah, I, <think> I like <laughs> drinking drawers, They're
1: fine. Yeah. Well, conventions. Go to a Basically it's organised
0: by a comic book shop, a local pub, and they just all gather together. And it's a social yeah. thing. Awesome. If, if, a, if a local com- if a comic book shop can organise it... I, th-
1: I think uh, comic, uh, comic conventions are a great motivation. Like, I brought my brother along with some of his work today and he's going to be do- making a t-shirt brand and all of this. Um, and. He's been nervous to get started and as soon as he's like I'm starting like it's on the go and it's just it's it's great he's to be really going. popular hasn't he on next door to you he's yeah he's been really popular yeah people are getting tripped out by his yeah. work because it's all <laughs> but yeah it's it's great encouragement and I've met like I'm I'm working on two other comics um, at the moment um, and I wouldn't have got those otherwise. And they're also really interesting, the amount of feedback, advice is a great way to get started. The drinking and draw sounds great. But... i yeah. need to come and
3: check your stuff out in a minute, actually. I don't think I've seen your stuff, so... Well, no. <laughs> you can't avoid it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, say, well, let's go down the line then and say, where can people find you and yes. your project online? Or indeed, out there house, in the
1: world. Like, well, I'd like to, to follow you guys on... If you come and find us on our yeah, tables, we'll probably yeah, have yeah, business yeah, cards. Um, go for it. So, uh, I have my website which is um, .com. <laughs> um And I'm also on Twitter, Instagram, and I have a Facebook page which are uh, all either matilda.illustrates or um, matilda underscore doors for Twitter.
2: Cool. Galaxafreaks.com forward slash free comics.
0: Sign
3: up and get four free comics. There you go, that's the easiest
0: free, free easiest sell you have going to get today. That's fantastic.
3: Uh, www. <laughs> uh, madrobotcomics.com. And yes, we're also on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You have to be on everything really? these days if you are producing a, a company. And yeah, we also have free comics as well. Yeah. Of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> There's also free
4: comics on the Mad Robot Comics website. Uh, and I've got a little card here that you can have. Um, it's got my tapastic uh, address, Facebook, and uh, my Twitter handle. So, happy does you guys. And if you, you know, it's a postcard.
1: You should pull that up to the camera. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. Why you Yeah, we yeah actually, the other side. The other side. So yeah. Other side. <laughs> just, uh,
0: yeah. Cool. And for myself, you can find me at San Diego com and on the social medias is at EnglishmanSDCC. It's also it's a rather handy resource if you are wanting to go to uh, something like San Diego or any convention, because I do try and cover con culture, basically, because it is this nice little uh, subculture now, and uh, frankly, it does sound a little hall of mirrors, but it has a purpose, so there we go. Um, An Englishman Englishman in San Diego com. I have business cards and stuff. I will (laughs) hand them out by (laughs) the way. Listen, can you please put your hands together and say thank you very much indeed for joining me. They are going to go back down to their tables now if you do want to continue the conversation and pick their brains about anything else. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank Thank you. Thank you.